Oh, I just dropped a pen. <laughs> hey there, welcome to Better Words. I'm Michelle from the Unfinished Bookshelf. And I'm Caitlin, just a bookish babe. And I guess for the next few weeks, you probably better to find me on my Unfinished Journey account because at the end of this week, I'm going to Ireland. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. Jack and I are going to Ireland. We're road tripping around Ireland for two weeks and then we're going to visit Grace, um, who we've had on the podcast, in Hastings. And we're going to visit my lovely friend Jasmine in London. So, yeah. Very exciting things <laughs> happening. Um, but don't you worry. Not like last time Michelle went overseas and we had weird, awkward um, intros recorded like weeks in advance. Oh, it's still um, going to be weird and awkward. Oh, probably. But that's because Jack and I are going to record stuff while we're away. Yeah. So <laughs> Maybe. Then, hopefully this works. Yeah, hopefully it works. Otherwise, I'm stuck doing them by myself. Um, but yeah, Michelle and Jack are going to send me little updates, which I'll include in our intros for the next couple of weeks. Yep. That's the plan. See how it goes. <laughs> no, honestly, I think it should be okay. Attitude. Yeah, be I think it should be okay. Um, so yeah, I don't, it hasn't really hit me yet and it probably won't until we're actually on our way over there. Yeah. Probably so. like. Friday when you go to sleep you'll be like oh god and I've got to get up early tomorrow geez <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I'm looking forward to the flight though there's so many movies to watch and books to read and oh so exciting I know so well, exciting. Like a long flight like long trip anything. well you know Europe is good for that yeah. <laughs> um and hopefully Jack doesn't get too travel sick because he's recently told me that he does actually get travel sick so We've got mm. some tablets and hopefully that will help. And I was I like, oh. like, yeah, because recently he's just told me this. Yeah, it was like a week ago and I was like, what? You get sick on the plane to Brisbane? It's like an hour and a half. Oh How are we going to go on a 14-hour flight? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how we go. I'm sure it'll be okay, though. He might just sleep or something. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I'll just read a book and distract myself anyway. So, yeah. What have you been up to? Um, I am trying my best to be more healthy and do more exercise. And you know what? It's kind of working. And by kind of working, I mean that last week mm. when I went to the gym, I then came over to record our introduction like the next day or something mm. and was like, my legs hurt. I can't That's walk. Right. I can yeah. barely like sit down. And I just think I'm a lot more uneven with my strength in my legs than in my arms and my core because I've been it's doing aerial. You do aerial yeah yeah so it's so much fun though and I'm really loving it because I can really notice that I'm getting stronger and you know like I can do these really cool things like oh I was going to mention this as well I watched The Greatest Showman again on the weekend <laughs> with my brother yeah and in Rewrite the Stars when like Zendaya like does like a few little things I was like oh my god I can do that <laughs> I was like I've learned that so, That's so cool yeah Pretty cool. Oh, very, very cool. Yeah. So I was reading this book called The Favourite Sister and it's a bit of a thriller mm-hmm. but kind of like slow paced. Like I don't really know where the thrill – I know someone's dead. I know who it is but I don't know how it happens or anything. Like, you know, you have like oh. the prologue and it'll be like, you know, you work out this person's so dead. Like- but now I'm like waiting for it to happen. But at the same time I'm really enjoying the book because it's like it's about – these women it's kind of like a real housewives sort of situation except it's called gold diggers and they're all like really feminist and like have their own little empires and they're like total like it's pretty cool yeah so I love that concept for the show and obviously there's lots of like fighting and not fighting but there's lots of competition between the women on the show to Mm -hmm. stay on the show and to stay relevant and obviously that's where the murder's going to come in, I'm assuming. Um, I mean, I wish it was a little bit more fast-paced, but I am enjoying it and it was just an unsolicited review copy and it looked interesting. Um, so I'm going to keep reading that. I don't know if I'll finish it before we go or if I take it on the plane or something. Um, but I've also made a decent amount of headway in Jane Eyre as well. Awesome. So a classic, yay, like four chapters in. Um, so, yeah. I'm going to keep going. I'm determined to finish it. That's really good. I hmm. think I, I'm i going to try and start Jane Eyre while you're away because it'd be really good to read it at, like, sort of similar times yeah. so that we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, you should. But, yeah, and I, 
I want to read these classics. I just, like, stop myself and I just read other things. So, yeah. It is hard. But, That's why I picked up this thriller when I went to the doctor. I didn't have my book and I had this – I had the parcel in my car. So I just oh, grabbed okay. it and started reading. And then because my doctor was, I'm not even joking, over an hour late, oh, I just sat there reading it for an hour mm-hmm. and got really into it. Oh, so that's, that's good. I didn't actually mean to. I was going to focus entirely on Jane Eyre, but then, oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's all right. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the other thing I did on the weekend was watch Chips. Oh, good! <laughs> because I don't even think I've mentioned it in one of our intros yet, but I told you yeah. that I loved it. Did yeah. you love it? Um, okay, so it was good. Yeah. I liked it. I think I like Super Troopers better. Okay. Did love Dax. Yeah. Really loved Dax. There was just a few things that I just – I guess my main thing was – there are a couple of things that didn't really go anywhere in the storyline. For example, like that guy's sex addiction. And yeah. um, like it just kind of. It's just kind of there. It was just kind of there. And Jack said to me, because I was talking to him about it, we watched it together and he loves Super Troopers. And I was mm-hmm. like, I think you'll like this. And you had said Jack would like it. No, um, I thought he would. Yeah, yeah. And he did. But we both were like, Super Troopers is slightly better. Um, but he was like, I think because it was in the trailer. I think it was kind of put there to get guys to watch it because it's such like a blokey thing. They wanted to appeal to guys because like he's there like perving on the women in their gym clothes and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of true because it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't add anything to the story and it didn't go anywhere. And I just found it an unnecessary distraction. And I don't really like watching, you know, a guy perving on a girl wearing Lululemon shorts. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it just, it was just unnecessary for me and that kind of, that, that annoyed me a bit. I guess the only reason why that would be necessary to the storyline is in the way that, like, they're actually getting to know each other because, like, he's really dismissive of Dax in the beginning. Yeah. And I that's guess the but only I just, way I feel like there's the better to, ways to do that exactly. than objectifying women. But other than that, like, it did – it was funny. There were times, though, that it kind of jumped in the storyline. I was just like, I don't really know what's happening, but it's funny and I like it. Like, yeah. but I was a bit confused by the, the plot. Um, but I guess um, the reason – oh, just in terms of, like, sometimes it jumped a bit. Like, it just felt like they were – Like they skipped jumping. Yeah, oh. like, it just felt a little bit jumpy sometimes. Oh, I didn't really get that. I guess the, the reason why I'm comparing it to Super Troopers so much is because Super Troopers is always about – it's also about a group of – highway patrol guys Mm -hmm. and corrupt cops so it feels very similar so it's easy to make that distinction and I guess um chips is more of an action movie than like it's it's action with funny bits whereas I feel like um super troopers was like total comedy with some funny action bits like uh so well like I guess it's, I it was I hard I because have, I would have defined Chips as a comedy, not an action movie. But um, I don't know. I think maybe the, because I saw Super Troopers first, it seemed like that seems way more comedy focused than the action scenes. Yeah. Like, and obviously, the movie, which I even though I've never seen the series, is based on the series, which I think is supposed to be is a bit it? more. Oh, I didn't even know that. Jack just made me watch it. I didn't know. <laughs> what? No, Chips is based on the series. Oh, what? Chips with Eric Estrada. Oh, I've never, I've never heard of that. Oh, okay. Okay, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was a very famous TV series. Oh, was which it? I've okay. never seen. Um, but yeah, that's why Eric Estrada was like in the ambulance at the end. It's like a cameo because he was in the series. Oh. But okay. I think the series, rather than being like a comedy or like a sitcom, you know, like Brooklyn Nine Nine or something, is like a like a police show. Yeah. With like a yeah funny bits. Yeah. That's how I saw this movie is like it was it like the action sequences and the chase scenes and stuff were way more actiony than Super Troopers. Like yeah. Super Troopers feels like much more bumbling comedy. It's hilarious, but like it, it's just, more comedy focused. It's more comedy yeah. focused with no, a few think, funny yeah. chase scenes, whereas this like they really Chips rent does up. both. I think. I I don't Oh, I think I guess so. maybe just because, you see, if I hadn't seen Super Troopers at all, I'd probably think this was more comedy, but just because yeah, I've seen them, and they are so similar, like a group of highway patrol guys and corrupt cops, like it's very similar. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But that also like makes a funny me, cop movie. Yeah, you know? that also makes me think you would enjoy Super Troopers. And it is on Netflix. 
Okay. Yeah. So watch it. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Inappropriate, but funny. Yeah. But I must say, like, I don't think I would have liked it if Dax wasn't in Chips. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would have, but I do love Dax. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that, for me, was the, the main reason why I wanted to stick with it. It's because I really love Dax. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that was kind of a long discussion about yeah. the movie, but anyway, okay. we've analysed that movie. Yeah. So, I mean, oh. when else is that going to fit in? But also, yeah. like, um, we other thing definitely we've both established watched. that it's funny and enjoyable, so you yeah. should watch it. The other thing we both watched is Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, yes. And it only came out last week. Yeah. Are you finished six it now? Six episodes, yeah. That's so But, short. like, what? Six episodes. Every other season has been, like, 12 or 13. Is I know. It's it? so, like, is Kimmy Schmidt over? Well, well, no, because the end of it is, like, suggesting that there's more to come. I know, the end of it kind of suggests, seemed like a kind of finale to But me. then it had that bit where it was, like, moving into phase two, like, someone's watching them and going to move into phase two. Like, yeah. are we going to ever find that out? Or I'm not it sure. Did, it or did is that feel like, like a finale until that happened and I was like, wait, is there more? Like, I know, but, like, you know how they do that sometimes and it's like, oh next is like or like in you know they go back to something and it's like but what does that have to do with anything except being like oh the story might not be over but like you still got closure yeah you know what I mean yeah I'm not explaining it well <laughs> no I I would be happy to see more Kimmy Schmidt it did feel like I love Kimmy Schmidt it's so smart mm-hmm. I love it but I feel like it was so obvious in its message this it might have been a little yes. bit too overt this but you know what I'm it's fine so with great. it. I yeah. think it's needed. I loved the parody of Making a Murderer and the Red Pill. Yes. <gasps> it was really, really good. Oh, that was so funny. Even the, the like the title sequence for the parody is yeah. the same as Making a Murderer. Like it's so clever for Netflix to do that. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's very to Netflix take it so like that. It was, but, that was very clever. Yeah. And like while, you know, you say that like this the messages and, like, the smart social commentary and things like that might have been a bit on the nose. I think it's needed. And I think no, it's I don't very, think they were on the nose. I just think they were very, very overt. Very, like, the first time she so, said it was not okay yeah. for a, a guy to do things to a girl. That, like, they, they, they didn't need to, you know. Yeah. She says it at the um, at the play and then, like, Jacqueline says it to um, – the boys at the dorm room and yeah. like it's like it's just very like we don't need to, you, you didn't they probably didn't need to say it quite as much like the people yeah. who watch Kimmy Schmidt are smart enough to get that the first two times it said yeah I guess so yeah that was that was my only thing it was just like oh, okay like I, I get it I get it <laughs> I get it because I'm a feminist like, yeah but you get it maybe yeah. other people don't but then I feel like I feel like the sort of people who don't get that probably aren't watching Kimmy Schmidt. No, I think they totally are because it's dumb and stupid. You know, like to them it's like dumb and stupid and it's like hopefully true. some of the other messaging gets through and makes them a better person. That's true. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I thought all the God, stuff around so like good white talent and, um, oh, you know, yeah. the like trip getting the um, – Like the commercials and things like that. Like straight away. The, and, yeah. the relationship between Titus and Jacqueline was really funny to watch. I yeah, really enjoyed I liked all that. of that. I liked more of that away from Kimmy stuff. In this. Yeah. Like, I love Kimmy, but it's nice to see them building these relationships with other people exactly. in the show. Um, I love yeah. Jacqueline. She's awesome. Yeah, she was really funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really good. Like, I was just disappointed it was only six episodes. Yeah. I honestly expected it to be more. I know. Well, when it was, like, finished and it's, you know, like how Netflix comes up and it's like, watch this show or this movie. I was like, wait, what? that's it? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the only disappointment. Yeah. yeah. But enough disappointment. Yeah, we are really excited this week um, because we are joined by two lovely ladies who are going to share the bookish love. Yep. (laughs) This week, we are joined by two women spreading bookish love across our cities with their random acts of kindness through books on the rail. These best friends wanted a way to encourage people to share books on public transport and then added to that, by writing a book together, which they're celebrating the release of this week. Ali and Michelle, welcome to Better Words. Uh, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. We're very excited to be here. 
and we're very excited to have you. <laughs> so I guess first things first, tell us how you became friends and where the idea for Books on the Rail came from. Wow. So Ali and I, we've known each other since we're about five years old. Um, so go back a couple of decades. Yeah. Um, we first met on a holiday in Marysville, which was definitely not love at first sight. Ali um, actually only was interested in being friends with my older sister. Um, but we managed to move past that. And then when I, I moved schools um, in year two and we were in the same class, um, and actually, again, it wasn't love at first sight. Ali has beautiful long black hair <laughs> and she wore her hair in these long plaits every day and I was actually convinced she was a witch um, for several weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we managed to push it. Was, it. Our friendship, I guess, was a bit of fate. We were always meant to be friends despite the couple of hurdles. Yeah, and then we, um, we've, yeah, ever since we finally became friends, we <laughs> bonded a lot over books and we've always been discussing the latest read or the latest um, book that we've become obsessed with. We've gone to, yeah, we've been, we've gone to a few uh, readings of authors that we've completely fangirled over and we've all been, we've, yeah, books has been a really strong part of our friendship, which is why um, we started Books on the Rail together. um, And I'll tell you a bit about how that started as well. Um, When I was living in London uh, for all of 2014 and 2015, and um, I met a girl there called Holly, um, who's one of my friends, and she started Books on the Underground. And I thought it was a very Melbourne idea. Um, so when I moved back to Melbourne at the start of 2016, I think it was, um, I approached Mish to start something similar, to start Books on the Rail with me, uh, because we're both such um, bookish book obsessed people <laughs> um and yeah we, we started uh, just putting our own books on public transports and trains and buses and also books from secondhand bookstores um and then eventually publishers got wind of the idea which was really exciting and then they started sending us books to put on public transport and now we've got lots of book, boxes of books coming to us from publishers all around australia almost every week um and also a team of uh, almost a thousand book ninjas around Australia planting books on public transport mm. for people to find and read and return. So we're very excited that we've got such a crew of book loving people. Yes. That is just amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, but in 2016, like when you started, it kind of escalated really quickly, didn't it? You became kind of media sensations <laughs> with it when you started in Melbourne. Yeah, so we were not expecting that at all. No. But yeah, the I think it was the leader that first wrote an article about us in Melbourne, and then all of a sudden, we got people from uh, public yeah news, news publications from all around Australia writing about us, and then even international. I think we got the Guardian and and Amy Poehler um, did a tweet about us, and um, cool. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Margaret Atwood as well. I think yeah, it was we yeah. were really we were not expecting it, and we were so we were really. Yeah, overwhelmed and excited that so many people were getting on board with yeah. um, dropping books. <laughs> and I think it was great motivation to be reminded of the fact that we've just got um, such a community in, in Melbourne and in Australia of people who love reading and that reading is such a huge part of, the, of their lives and they were so um, generous. I think we've been so amazed by the generosity of people with putting their own books out and just wanting to share and talk about uh, books, which is so much about our, our worlds as well. Um, oh, I think definitely. we are so constantly jealous of Melbourne um, oh. because of the bookish community you guys have. It's It just seems like the most fun place to be. I know. It seems like probably more than half the people we've talked to on this podcast live in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> place to be yeah definitely yeah we've and we've got it's uh we've been in touch a bit with the melbourne city of literature as well and they're so great and so passionate about making melbourne as book centric as possible Mm. um yeah and we love all the festivals and i I, originally when we first got in touch with them when we very when we really when we were just starting out they gave us a whole lot of melbourne city of literature maps that we included in all of our books that we dropped um where you could find all the different places special literature literary places in mm. melbourne um yeah, cool. yeah <laughs> when we eventually visit melbourne together um and do a tour of all the bookish people who have spoken to on oh the podcast God, we're need about we will we will melbourne. have to um we'll have to do that yeah. tour. We'll get yeah, definitely 
And you'll have to visit us as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it, just take public transport everywhere so we can look out for the books. We have so many books that we're constantly trying to get rid of. Mm. I, I really want to do one of those little free libraries, but I'm scared that no one would actually use it in my street, but I kind of want to do one. Oh, yeah. gorgeous, sure. the little libraries. Yeah. Gorgeous. Oh, we'll, we'll send you some um, books on the rail stickers and then you can um, share them around around town. That would be really cool, except we don't have any rail here. I mean, uh, not like around We don't know. Like, we, yeah, we don't. We don't, and we don't use public transport because uh, okay. we're limited in Rockhampton. Um, and partly it takes 15 minutes to drive from one side of town to the other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five hours to get a bus. That's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, that uh, difference, the way different ways yeah. we're living our lives. Oh, yeah, this kind of the country. Yeah. But that's why I'm always looking on enviously, um, you know, like we follow people like, well, we've had Tamsin West on from Babbling Books and yeah. and stuff. And um, even some of our Brisbane, um, like, people who we follow, and I'm just always like, yes, I want to do that so bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't really have public transport. So, yeah. When you come to Melbourne, we'll yeah. give you a whole, yeah. a whole exactly. ton of books. <laughs> yes, we would love that. We want to be book ninjas too. <laughs> Um, I'm actually curious, like, what was the first book that you dropped and do you know where you, like, which station or, like, where, like where, where you left you, it? Well, where you left it. Yeah. Um, I believe it was a copy of The Bronze Horseman by Polina Simons, um, which is one of Ali and my absolute favourite books and I think really solidified uh, the book dynamic that we have in our in our friendship. Um, it's just such a remarkable romantic uh, so we put that out on the Frankston line, I think. Yeah, many moons ago. I think it was yeah one of your books, and then we just sent it on its way, and it was a big yeah. It, well, we didn't realize how big a moment it was going to be because we thought no one would really get on <laughs> dropping books on public transport, and we thought everyone would just think we were crazy. But <laughs> and looking back, it was a big moment. It was. <laughs> Have you ever had any sort of strange responses or anyone like chasing you down trying to give a book back? Like, oh, you left this behind. <laughs> often people are so beautiful on public transport. We often and um, the people in our lives that regularly put out books for us, they're constantly being chased down um, the carriages to return books. Um, people really look out for each other in that way. Um, yeah, which is the good thing, except when you intend to leave something. Yeah. Yeah, so we have to think of um, good ways to deal with that. But yeah, people people are always quite curious. Um, I know it's sparked conversations when I've been putting down uh, with other people. I was once on a tram heading into the city and got to chatting to this girl who was about to go on her first date with some guy, and she asked if she could take the book as you know hopeful backup conversation starter. So yeah, you do. It's another way to to meet other people. And we see also, yeah, people, um, we, we see people that have, that see us planting books and they've, um, they've spotted a book in the wild before and they're really yeah. excited about it or there's a whole lot of stories of people who have met other people um, due to the books or, or on social they meet or someone that's dropped a book and then three days later they see a man reading the book that they dropped. So there's a whole lot of really uh, nice stories like that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Did anyone get in touch with you and let you know how the date went? No, I don't think we ever. No, I n- never, never heard back. But <laughs> I, I hopefully they're married. Now. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's just imagine that they lived happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> One whole room of their house is dedicated to books. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. So, do you ever have any problems with, um, like yeah. train and transport? operators yeah like logistics of like people being like no you're leaving things on the train <laughs> um well initially we were we were sort of a subversive movement we were I think a little bit worried that we might get shut down um for failing stuff things like that we could never have imagined um and I think we were lucky that we had so much of the public get behind the initiative and they um, Melbourne Metro and I think Bris, Brisbane um, 
trains as well caught wind of it and Yarra Trans and they're very much on board with it as well and certainly encourage encourage the idea, which has been lovely. A lot of the um, cleaning staff have been um, told about the initiative so that they should keep the books in circulation, um, which was a great source of relief for Ali and I when we thought so many of our books might end up in lost property, God forbid. So that was that was good to have their have their support. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even really think about the lost property thing because then, yeah, what happens if there's just a whole pile of books at lost property at all the stations and they're all yours? Um, <laughs> one thing I did think is, you know, I mean, every time we're in Brisbane or wherever else and those things like the announcements that play in the train and they're always like, please take your belongings with you, don't leave anything behind. And that's <laughs> which is a bit of a... Yes, sort of breaking the rules, but if they're on board, then it's fine. Exactly. Yeah, we've we've met a couple of train drivers as well who said that they they were yeah they were excited to meet us and we were excited to meet them and they they circulate the books whenever they find one as well they just pop it on the next line. Yeah, um, yeah, that's so yeah, that's cool. Very special. Um, do you have any idea how many books you've personally given away, or how many you know books on the rail as a whole has given away? It would be. Thousands and thousands. Yeah. Um, just because so we're so fortunate that so many of the publishers are so generous. They constantly give us the new releases and uh, to put on the rails. And then also our book ninjas are so generous um, that we have all around Australia, and they are constantly putting out uh, books that they're finished with, and they want to donate to the rail as well, to, to the rails as well. Um, so it would be thousands and thousands. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind yeah, of cool. amazing. It's pretty cool to think that there are just books out there that are just being, you know, riding on the train lines or public transport or buses or whatever it may be that are just yeah. getting picked up and dropped off again, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. There's one book in particular that's doing, um, I've noticed doing the rounds a lot, a lot of people are posting about it. We've got this um, a wonderful uh, book ninja who put out um, a gorgeous hardcover, um, hardcover book of um I forgot the, was it Charles the Dickens, Dickens. Yeah. yeah this beautiful um hardcover Dickens novel that's currently been doing the rounds a lot of people have been picking that one up and um reading it and putting it back out there which has been lovely oh god yeah that's a nice one we should we should send you like a box of of books that we, yeah we, please please you yeah. 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 contribution to this <laughs> even though we can't be there to participate but, um, Actually, when I go overseas, um, well, which will like be next week by the time that we air this interview, which is really exciting, um, I am going to take a couple of like this is the first time I'll ever travel with like hard copy books because usually I just take my e-reader, but I'm going to take books that I know that I don't want to keep after I read them that were like publishers' copies or just books that I found cheap for second hand and I'm going to um, leave them in the Airbnbs and stuff. Yeah, that's really, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh, just like on that, I totally look at all the bookshelves oh, yeah. and everything, like an yeah. Airbnbs and, and, you know, little like hotels and hmm. things like that. Oh, bookshelf and I always look at it. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what was the last book that the both of you dropped off and where? Last book. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think what it was. They're, they're all the book drops sort of um, muddle into muddle into one. <laughs> um, actually, this was, <laughs> this was a very topical and exciting one. We received a book from Hachette about Prince Harry and um, – me, uh, Megan Markle, and that was a fun book drop that yeah. I happened to be able to do together. And um, I think Joel Creasy's Thirsty, which um, I love him, and we got some so funny. Yeah, <laughs> we got some books from Simon and Schuster um, of his, and yeah, he's hilarious. And yeah, we dropped a few on the mm. tram, and then um, a few people messaged me saying, "I want that book. Like, where can I find it?" And I said, Traveling. <laughs> it's like, wait, which line? I'll get on and just yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> um, what do you think it is about the books on the rail movement that makes it so special? Um, I think a lot of people that um, have responded to us, um, just the notion of firstly, one, a lot of the people who are drawn to the books are book lovers, but then there's another component of people who um, for whatever reason, haven't been picking up books 
um, that regularly or are really uh, stuck on a particular genre of book and then they happen to discover um, a new book and it either gets them back into reading, um, which has been really beautiful to hear about, or discovering new authors and new genres and opening up their minds to, to different yeah. type of books. And I think also the random acts of kindness, so the people are doing this anonymously, um, a lot, we get a lot of messages on email or Instagram or Facebook saying that they someone was having a really terrible day and then they found this book that someone donated randomly and anonymously and it just made their day or changed their day around. I think little, little acts of kindness always are great and I think because we're doing it in the form of books, mm. yeah, and I, it's nice to hear that it's, uh, yeah, brightened people's days. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think yeah, that's that's probably a very special part of it is the random act of random act of kindness um, element, almost like the um, yeah, almost like a good Samaritan thing too. It's just like just leave it there to try and make someone else's day a bit better. Whoever's going to find it. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, what have you done to make Books on the Rail, I guess, like more of a sustainable side hustle for you guys? Because I imagine you're both very busy in your normal working lives as well. That's yes. that's <laughs> certainly been a, a huge juggle. Um, Ali and I do both work full time and then we've got Books on the Rail and um, we're writing books as well now together, which is wonderful. Um so, yeah, I think we we try to support each other a lot. I think that's a big part of it, um, picking up when the other person is a little bit snowed under. Um, supporting each other is a really big part of it. Um, having uh, book ninjas as well. Um, so much of the movement is driven from them and their generosity and their commitment to sharing, sharing stories. Um, that's been a really huge, huge part of it for us. Yeah, and then the stickers as well. So we try and get as many stickers out there as possible. And initially when we first started out, we were just giving them to everyone for free um, and we were buying them. And then all of a sudden in one day when we got on the news, I think we got 500 emails in a day yeah. for people, people asking for stickers. <laughs> so now we just sell them at cost price on our website um, mm. to make it affordable, yeah, to make it sustainable. Yeah, definitely, because you can't contribute all of that sort of stuff, you know, yeah, um, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. Like all of this content creation stuff, it does cost money, and so like if people want to be involved, they should, you know. And you're not making a profit off the stickers. That's what you said, right? You just yeah. sell them at cost, which yeah. is quite generous, generous of you to just sell them at cost, not make a profit, and try and, um, I guess do something else. Money. I don't know where I was really going with that, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you've created this lovely atmosphere and, you know, this lovely kindness on public transport, but you're also adding to that with your own novels. So can you tell us a little bit about The Book Ninja? Yeah, so The Book Ninja started um, also uh, very, a, a bit randomly that um, I was meeting a we were at the end of 2016, I think it was. Mm. So on the first day that we'd started the book, Books on the Rail, um, I had an off-the-cuff coffee with um, Anna O'Grady from Simon & Schuster just to discuss all things Books on the Rail and how Simon & Schuster can work with us because we were working with them quite a lot. Um, and then the idea of creating a writing a book based on Books on the Rail, which is something um, that, well, writing a book is something that um, I'd always wanted to do. And then um, we we sort of had some brainstorming and then um, Mish and I brainstormed a lot and thought up a whole lot of different ideas and then came up with this really special idea based loosely on books on the rail about a girl that plants books on trains and trams and buses to try and find the perfect guy. Yeah, so we hoped to take that. Um, I think Ali and I used to joke a lot about, like we were saying earlier, about um, somebody falling, finding a book and somehow that leading them to this romantic love affair by meeting someone. So we've tried to take that romantic element um, of books on the rail and that element of how we can connect so much through books and reading and tried to turn it into um, a little bit of a quirky sort of romantic comedy um, about, yeah, finding finding the one. Yeah, as well as a love letter to, we always say a love letter to Melbourne and, and all of its um, bookish qualities as well. 
That's so awesome. And I just, I hadn't really given it that much thought, but when you sort of started to talk about the romantic element, I really do love that because it's like one of those things, you know, like a rom-com type thing where, oh, the girl leaves the book there and then the guy finds it and he reads it and he's like, oh, whoever left this book there must be my soulmate. And then they somehow <laughs> meet on the train and she's like looking for her book or I don't know. But it's a very like, like how isn't there a movie about that already? Maybe, they <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> you just have to adapt your book once you've read it. How about the over here? <laughs> it's just the cutest because, of course, everyone wants someone to be like, oh, that's my favourite book, when you see someone reading a book and then, oh, you fall in love. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what was it like working together, like writing the book? Obviously you guys have such a long history together. You must get on very well, but were there any challenging moments that, when you were writing at all? Not really, I think, which is very surprising. Yeah. Everyone asks how we're still friends. <laughs> and I think it's that we were either going to stop being friends or we were going to become one person, and I think it's the latter, that we've now sort of slowly became, become one person, that we think the same, we say the same things. We, we've just looked back at our book because we, how we wrote it was we wrote one chapter each and then switched it up and um, went back and forth on each chapter multiple times, of course, but... Now we can't tell who wrote which chapter. Mm. And now writing book number two, uh, even on first draft, I can't tell who's written which chapter because yeah. I think we have the same tone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is very, very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Been friends for so long and worked so closely together for so long that you've just morphed into one person. Yeah, exactly. One, that's, that's what happens. One mind. <laughs> we even tend to have mental breakdowns on the same afternoon. Yeah. In our own <laughs> private, private lives. So. <laughs> That's been a big thing to, to bond us. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but we've taken a lot of holidays, writing holidays together, which has been fun as well. And this year we're getting, we get to go to a few uh, festivals together around Australia. So we're really excited for those little working holidays as yeah. well. <laughs> sounds like so fun. Yeah, that's so like awesome. every best friend, like, dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I do want to hear a bit more about, um, I guess, working on the book together, though. So, like you said, you alternated writing chapters and everything like that. Um, how did you manage, I guess, working together when then, like, working with a publisher and, like, editing and, you know, even the cover, like, all of these different other elements that people, I guess, don't think about that much when they think about a book. Like, there's so much more in, that goes into it than just writing it. Yeah, um, and it's been very much a new experience um, for Ali and I, having never obviously written a book before. Um, and we've been so lucky just to be in such fabulous hands with Simon and Schuster, um, and they've really guided us along this journey. Um, and a lot of the elements like book covers um, and the typeset, all of that, uh, they've been so incredible at putting, putting all that together. Um, so Ali and I have been really lucky that we've been able to really focus on just that craft of the of the writing and the story um, with their with their feedback. Yeah, and I guess working together as well um, uh, is is good that we're lucky that we can. If one of us is having a really busy time at work, the other one will focus more on the writing, mm -hmm. or vice versa. If one of us is going on holiday, so it's great to know that some one of us is always yeah. chained to our desk and writing. <laughs> <laughs> The book gets written even when we're not, yeah, yeah when even when we're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there is something to that, definitely, the partnership, whatever yeah. the other one is. Yeah, and, it, and it's so nice because we get to experience the book for the first time almost when we read each other's work um, and the book comes to life as, uh, as readers as well for us, yeah. um, which is always very exciting. That is, that is wonderful and so exciting. <laughs> you mentioned that you are working on another book. Is it a continuation of the Book Ninja story or is it something? So it's not It's not a sequel. So the Book Ninja is a standalone, but uh, it's going to have the same the same theme, so about love and books. <laughs> One of the best things to have in a book. Yeah, our two favourite things yeah. in life. We're pretty happy with that. <laughs> like I love books about reading and books. I know, <laughs> and I feel like I can, I'm just reading more and more of them. But um, And there are so many. I find it especially also with um, 
um, Australian young adult um, that so many books mention other series and other Aussie authors and other books and everything. And it's just awesome. At this point, like um, I actually saw something in a reading challenge the other day that was read a book that's mentioned in another book. And I was like, oh, easy. That is everywhere. Like everyone is so supportive of each other to mention that their characters are reading you know, the Illuminate Files. Yeah, that was in Neverland, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> or like, you know, they always say, like, El Marnie, or like, there's so many other mentions of other authors and other Australian stories. It's great. And yeah. I, I think that is so, these stories and these books that we read, they become so much interlaced in, in our worlds and in our thoughts and minds um, that it really makes sense to, to celebrate them and, and that they're such a big part of all the other books because they've um, really shaped us in, in some way. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all been shaped by the books that we read. And I, I'm such a believer in, like, if you read a book and maybe it isn't, you don't really like it, like, sometimes it's just the timing and oh, the, it's, it's just how where you are at that point in time that it doesn't really sit with you properly, but you should come back to it later and try it again. Yes. Yeah, we were just talking about that, actually, because... I was just away on my honeymoon and every single book that I read, I was, I loved. And I think it's just because when I'm away on holidays, I love, I have the time to focus on the books and I love every single book that I read because I'm in a good mindset. But yeah, it's different when you're, yeah, depending where you are, I think mm. it changes how you perceive a book. Mm. Well, I actually well, must confess this happened to me with Simon versus the Homo sapien gender because I wanted to read it before we watched Love, Simon yeah. And when I started it, I also just started back at uni and I'm studying writing and literature and I was looking at very, like, I guess more literary texts and it just didn't it didn't work for me. But I know if I'd picked it up on holidays, I would have loved it. So I'll probably save it for when I'm going down to the beach one weekend and I can just enjoy it and savour it and not have my critical hat on. Yes. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. ultimate favourite spot to read is, like, on the beach or by the pool it's uh, yeah. so relaxing and you're right I do find I always really enjoy the book it's probably just because <laughs> I was messaging Michelle every every day or so saying you have to read this book it's amazing you have to read this book it's amazing and then I realized it was probably also where I they were amazing books but also it was where I was <laughs> just affected by like yay I'm on holiday oh this <laughs> I'm sure it helped that you were like all loved up as well on your honeymoon. <laughs> exactly. Where did you go for your honeymoon? Um, we went to Cuba and uh, then did a cruise around the Caribbean as well. Um, but yeah, Cuba was it was great because there was no there's no internet there, so I just got to focus on reading all the time and I realized how much time I actually had without internet to read. <laughs> Cuba is incredible. I actually went to Cuba in November 2016 for three weeks. Um, we did buy like little internet cards to be able to like send messages home and things like that. But I, it was like seven hours of internet cards or something that I bought. So that was the only internet time I had in three weeks. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That's crazy. I probably spend more than that per day on, on. Oh, absolutely. We both work in the media. It's insane. But, oh, Cuba is amazing. I've never really, I haven't really talked to too many other people that have gone there, so this is exciting. <laughs> Where did you go in Cuba? Um, we went to um, Havana, Vinales, Cienfuegos, um, and Santiago de Cuba, and one other place that I can't remember. I think another one that said this. Oh, Camagüey. I always get Camagüey and Cienfuegos confused, but yeah, we went. So we went from Havana across to Santiago de Cuba. Um, and then left from Santiago to Cuba. Oh, that's amazing. I was only there for five days and I only did uh, Havana and Dado, but um, I wish I had longer because, yeah, I fell in love with it. It was amazing. Such, It's just so beautiful and so colourful and everyone's so nice. Yes. Oh, yeah. Really nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did a bit of a road trip anyway. <laughs> there is something for me to be said for being on holidays though and just not having access to your usual amount of internet like mm -hmm. even though when I went to the UK like I for the first 10 days I stayed with a friend and I could use her 
her internet, I still tried to, I didn't have my data every second when I was outside the way that you can just, you know, you're waiting in a queue and you're like, oh, I'll just um, check Instagram. So I was like, oh, actually, I, I might just read my book, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's funny. Even just that you're busier, so you're not, you know, wasting hours and hours on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and that you can actually just, like, look up from your phone and not mm-hmm. be glued in your phone and, like, every second isn't like, oh, I must distract myself with my phone or... <laughs> some other form of technology I can actually just people watch and and that's what I loved about the UK I just loved like I don't know just seeing all the differences and all that sort of stuff like it was really dorky but I loved it (laughs) yeah I agree and yeah you just really appreciate how much more time you have in the day that you don't even realize you're wasting on on checking Instagram (laughs) not wasting but spending lots and lots of time doing it constantly (laughs) you don't feel like you're wasting it and I guess, like, there is that quote that time you enjoy wasting is never wasted. But it's funny how you look up from your phone and it's like, oh, oh, it's been like, it's been like an hour. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're like, what you, have I done? You literally from <laughs> your phone. And it's like re-entering the world again when you look up and suddenly, you, yeah, you're back. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I know that I, I have that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. And, and you've gone down a rabbit hole of, like, I don't know if you guys do this on Instagram, but when you like start finding new people and then you'll find new people from those people and then you just got then suddenly if you go if you start going back you're like, you know, fifteen profiles deep and <laughs> Yeah. Down the rabbit hole. All the time, yeah. We yeah. yeah. Been doing spending a lot of time uh looking at the new stop I'm not sure whether it's even that new, but the stop motion feature on Instagram. <laughs> today yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to try that and, and trying that any tips <laughs> it's the stop it's just super easy to use you just take a whole bunch of photos all up together I'm a primary school teacher so I've been doing a lot of stop motion with my students and um they're so savvy these young kids they just know exactly how to use it so yeah it's been really fun <laughs> Oh, um, well, thank you, ladies, for joining us. Um, we still have a bit of time left, and we would love to hear from you. Like, what have been some of your favourite thing, favourite books to read, and maybe ones which you're a little bit reluctant to let go and put back into the world? Um, books on the rail. Yeah. Do you both have a book that you won't donate? Oh gosh, um, I think we both get pretty attached to all the all the stories that we have. Um, Yes. I guess our signed, I've got a signed copy of The Bronze Horseman by Paulina yeah. Simons that when I saw her, which is one of our favourite books, and I don't think I can put that on the rails, but I feel like I feel bad not because I, a lot of our book ninjas are so generous. They put, mm. they put actually signed copies that they've got and lined up for on the rails, which is so nice. So maybe I will put it on mm. the rails at some point. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you. I'm such a book hoarder. No, yeah, so no. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I can, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I think um, ours and I both just read and absolutely salivated over Goodbye Vitamin by Rachel Kong. I don't know if you've read it. I've oh. seen it. I've seen it. Uh, it's just such um I, I know I had very um great writer's envy um Rachel Kong is just such a sharp witty writer yeah um, and the themes of, of the book um are so powerful um but yeah with this lovely sense of humor that she had so that's probably one that I yeah I'll probably want to want to cherish I've been trying to you know be more generous in terms of like do I really? And, and my partner and I are looking at doing the whole two years in the UK thing. So I'm like, look, I, I don't need to put all these books in storage. No, I don't need to keep them all. But there are certain books, and like you said, ones where I have writer's envy, where I think, no, I'm, I'm going to want to read that again. I'm going to want to refer to it. And I just had that with um, oh, two books. I started reading Helen Garner's True Stories nonfiction collection. I just love the way she writes. And then I picked up Michelle McNamara's I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And as soon as I started reading it, I was like, this is the writer that I want to be because just the way she can leave a narrative out of some crime scene photos and old newspapers and interviews is is just literally what I aspire to be doing. So, yeah, that writer's envy is so strong. (laughs) Yeah. That's constant. That that's my life. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I think that is why we keep we keep all the books just in case we want to read all the passage from it. Mitch, Mitch and I, Michelle and I, used to share a 
an iBooks account. It was an, an Kindle account yeah. and we would highlight different bits and pieces so we could see what each other was hi- we were oh, highlighting and making yeah. notes. I forgot about I just remember yeah. now it was like seven years ago. Or that something. was so nice. <laughs> we used to leave little um, for, for each other in the book. Yeah. Because you can annotate and write little notes and we used to write, um, leave each other notes. Yeah. I can <laughs> that. I've got to convince Caitlin to get an e-reader and then we can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> That is so cute. I love it. That's <laughs> a lovely thing we did. We should yeah, do that again. We should. But I, I, stopped, I stopped using my Kindle as much because I just needed to have the paperback. I just love having the book and the feel and the smell and keeping it. Like you you have your history of, of reading and, and your life yeah. really on your bookshelf. So, yes, yeah. I agree. This mm. is why I don't have any reading. I'm a person. I'm a person. though. Yeah, okay, yeah, we've had this debate so many times. We constantly debate it. It's so funny. She brings it up almost every time we record. (laughs) (laughs) She has the last three times, I think. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, um, So are there any other books that you're looking forward to doing drops of during the year, like any that are coming out that you would really love to um, send back into the universe? Um. Oh gosh, the the two the to be read list is very very long. <laughs> I was re- we were really looking forward to Sunny Overend's new book coming out, which came out. At, I know it's already come out, but it came out at the start of this year. Um, because when her first book came out, Dangers of Truffle Hunting, um, we did a whole um book uh books on the rail um book club, book club on the train with her, and she was such a big supporter. Ooh. She actually. So usually we don't get the author coming with us on the train, um, but we were, she was the first one that did, and she really talked to us about all the everything about how to be a writer. And this was before we'd even started writing the book, mm. and she really inspired us um, with the book ninja. Mm. And then after that, we got Graham Simpson as well to come on the train with us and talk about um, his new book as well. So that was exciting. It's a yeah. side note, but yeah, when her um, new book came out, we were very excited. Um, to put onto the rails. Something that I'm looking forward to, and we haven't quite yet um, solidified what what books are, are going out, but we um, we're in the process of organising a, a winter reads promotion. Um, so having a whole heap of different books um, going out in the depths of yeah. cold cold winter um, to to cheer up um, some some people um, who are out there. So that that I think we're we're really looking forward to doing that in collaboration with Bloomsbury Books, which we're, we're looking forward to. Yeah. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds great. Yeah. Um, so, ladies, where can we find you if people want to follow along? Yes, well, you can find, um, if you want to track the books on the rail movement and the books that are going out on trains and being found and um, heading out there, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram under Books on the Rail. And then you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Ali and Michelle to follow um, a bit more about what's happening with our book, The Book Ninja, and um, what's to come as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I think our handle on Twitter is The Book Ninjas. Oh, yes. We of have course. a different Twitter handle. <laughs> but Ali and Michelle on Instagram and Facebook. Let yeah. me guess. Was Ali and Michelle too long for Twitter? That's really annoying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think we just like the idea of being book ninjas officially <laughs> out there digitally. So, everyone wants to be book ninjas. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. We've had such a great time. Yeah, thank you so much. Reminiscing about all the all the great books that we've we've loved <laughs> and technology that we miss. Yeah. <laughs> Very glad for that part of the discussion. That was very funny. Um, and we cannot wait to read the book Ninja when it comes out. Um, when does it come out again? When is this airing? June 1st. Oh, June. Okay. So it will be out. It will be out. So yeah. go buy it, everybody, and go read it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited. And let us know when you're in Melbourne as well, and we'll give you a whole lot of book Ninja stickers. Yes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Um, so, of course, everyone, please follow us at Better Words Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please rate, review, subscribe, um, all of those things. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.